0: was a young man that signed up for my one-on-one headshot sessions at the summer camp. He had been there one month and he sat in the office and he says, I don't think I'm going to make it. I don't think I can do this. I see little change. I've only improved about 11% according to the statistics and the numbers. It's only about 11, maybe, maybe 13% if I, if I really look at everything. And training camp is four months away where I have to try out for my team, and I don't know if I'm going to make it. Do you have doubt? Do you have worry? Do you see limitations rather than expectations? I'm Jungle Jim Hunter, and you're listening to 831 Living Your Best Life Podcast, where we inspire participation, communicate precision, and empower performers to podium. And we hope you'll tell your friends and relatives and people you work with to go to their favorite podcast provider app. and. Go to junglegymhunter.com or YouTube and click on subscribe and download and like and rate and review us and become an 831 or someone that is inspired to help someone else live their best life. That's why we call it 831, living your best life, because I got to live my best life. And as I said on the first of these headshot one-on-one sessions a couple of days ago, I'm totally out-living these. I'm not doing what I usually do is just prepare a script and plan it and prepare it and put it all in place. I'm just ad-libbing it. So forgive me if I make a few mistakes. But I want to get real because one of my friends had COVID-19 and and he told me how inspired he was by the podcast. And he says, I want you to do it the way you do it when we just talk. And so I'm just going to talk. See, Adam came and and trained with me. And, you know, what do you say to somebody who has improved 11 to 13%. As a matter of fact, by the time I finished the numbers, he had already improved in one month 17% over what he was when he started. You can imagine four more months of that, how much he would improve, how much better he was. But I shared with Adam that my dad told me about the fact that one seed in a field that we seed is, is one in a billion seeds. And it has all that it needs. This is what my dad taught me. It has all that it needs. It brings everything it has to the table. And it sends down roots and shoots to bring in what it needs to produce fruit. Two to 300 seeds. That's all that one seed does. And that seed does everything that it can. And I said to Adam, how long have you been playing hockey? And, and he was like most kids. He started out with a pair of skates when he was just little. And and he got serious and he says, I've been playing 12 years. And I said, 144 months, you've been doing this. and And you did what everybody else did. You told me when you came here, that when you filled out your application, that all the things you had done, and you had never done what we're doing here. You signed up, you registered, you went to practice, you played the games, you did what you were told to do. You played as hard as you could. But what else have you done? What have you done? What roots have you sent down? What shoots have you sent down? What have you done to be the best you can be? What have you done over and above what people have asked you to do? And he said, nothing. That's why I'm here. And I I looked at him and I said, Adam, that's 144 months of doing what everyone else is doing. And one month of doing what you need to do and should have been doing all along. See, 831ers, listen to me very carefully. If you do what everybody else does, if you got up today and you went to work and you do what you've always done, if you got up today and went to school and did what you've always done, there are millions of other people doing the same thing. And if you have a dream or a vision of where you want to go and what you see yourself becoming and you're not doing something over and above to improve yourself, how do you ever expect to be better? You can complain and stay the same, or you can raise your focus and change your locus. You see, until you change your focus and raise it to a different level, you stay the same. I remember when I had my first year of, of ski racing finished and I, and, you know, I shared with my dad and I finished in my first race, 169th. I'm going to push myself to do as best I can. And I came home and we were doing the spring seating and we were out in the spring driving around and he had, he had put dual tires on an 806 tractor with no cab. And I chose the one with no cab because I could do my pre jumps on the seat and, and practice all the things I did on the cabless one. So I didn't get restricted by the cab and it was cold and it was windy and the snow, sun beats down on you. And if it rains, you get wet. But there we were and. I wasn't used to these duels. And I remember after a couple of rounds, I got in a tight corner and I turned too tight and the extra duel made it wider and it hooked on the frame and it bent the frame. Dad was right behind me and he looked at it and he says, we can't cultivate that way. It's all crooked now. And so we went back to the yard and I thought as we were driving back, oh, my dad will fix this. He knows how to fix this. And he says, I'm going to go make lunch. You take the hitches off. I said, whoa, 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 dad. And I complained. I said, dad, I need time to train. This is a perfect time for me to train. I got to push myself. I got to train. He goes, no, take the hitches off. And he says, don't just take the hitches off the one you bent. Take it off mine too. And he went in and made lunch. And I got the wrenches and the ratchet and the swing handle. And I, I got the sockets. I did everything I could. And I took the frame apart and I took all the pieces off. And he said, lay them on the floor side by side so we can compare them. And so we laid it on the floor. And I had the bent one on one side and his on the other side. And then he came out and he handed me a sandwich. And he says, eat this. And, and we ate it. And, and I said, can I go train now? And he goes, no, you're going to weld it. And I was mad. I was fuming mad. I wanted to go train. I want to be the best. And he put the welding wand in my hand and he put the masks on after we straightened it and put all the pieces back together. And he said, weld it. And I said, dad, I don't know how to weld. He says, you do now? I said, no, I don't. He says, yeah, you do. You've got to change. You've got to change your focus. You've got to say you can do it. And I didn't realize it was a whole lesson about the fact that I wanted to train and he made me do all the work. And I literally was so exhausted. I spent a whole day taking bolts apart, carrying these heavy beams, putting them in place, placing them, wrapping chains around them, and then getting down on the floor and learning how to weld and holding the welder and he would hold my hand and he would teach me how to weld. Till I did it. And then and then he did this. He he took it apart and he put it on the anvil and hit it with a sledgehammer and it flew apart and the weld was no good. And he says you got to do it again. I I was furious. And I put it back together again and welded it. And it was all done and and it was all finished. And we'd put it together and they lay side by side. And he said, why don't you go in and have supper? I spent the whole day working. My hands were sore. My shoulders were sore. My arms were, I couldn't even lift them. I felt like a gorilla dragging his knuckles on the floor. And I ate my supper and I came out and the hitches were there. And he says, which one is yours? I couldn't see the difference. He had taken a red paint can from the International Harvester paint color and painted both hitches. And I couldn't tell the difference. He said, son, did you realize how you grew today? How you grew like the seed. You didn't have what you needed, but now you have more than you had before. And you're better than you were before. And I dare say your muscles are stronger. You're more powerful. You're different. You're incredibly stronger now after only one day, but you've also proven what you can do when you focus on what you need to do, not what you want to do. Do you think I was ever afraid to try anything again? Do you think there was ever a moment that I wasn't now going to take whatever challenge came to me and go, I can do it I need to do this the hardest possible way so that I grow Adam 17% one month. After one month, as opposed to 144 months of doing nothing that was effective, doing what everybody else does, he made the team. He was the leader on that team. My quote for the day is this, the formula for success, hmm. 10% inspiration, 90% perspiration. Just do it. I hope I've given you a headshot today that makes you think. And I have a goal, as I said when I started these a couple days ago, that I want my 831ers to tell me what they need to be their best. I want to help you. I want you to become an 831er. So write me at 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 shaw.ca. And by the way, Nobody yet has sent me the right definition, the original definition of the word success. But some of you have sent it. But like I said yesterday, only 1% of you. Why? Because you think you don't need it. You think all I need is to be in the right place at the right time, in the right situation, and success will come to me. It won't. Like my friend Al, you've got to look in the mirror and say, what am I doing over and above, like Adam learned? I've got to do what I've never done before so that I know that I know that I know that I know that I can do what I need to do when I have to do it now. You know, you can put a blue and white jersey on and it can have a maple leaf on the front. But if you haven't done what you know you need to do, you'll get the same result you've always had. Thank you for listening. I hope you will have grown and will be living your best life the next time we meet. You want to know the original definition of success? Well, you're going to have to come back tomorrow. Thanks for listening.